everybody? It is your friend, your hombre, Malik. This is uh, episode infinity of Status Effect. <laughs> actually, it's actually 37, but I'm going to say infinity because, um, you know, to keep everyone in good spirits. I'm here with Michelle. How you doing, Michelle? I'm good. How are you, Malik? Uh, I'm great. I finally moved in. Like, completely moved really? in. Really? Yeah, I'm finally in the new condo. Yes! Everything's in there. Uh, we finally did, like, the official big move, all the big stuff yesterday. So I'm a little beat. Yeah, but, this uh, is new beginnings, though. New I beginnings. mean, you know, like... For those of you out there wondering about um, episode infinity, this is the, the the final but infinite episode of Status Effect. Um, yeah. For now, the Sideshow Network has right. uh, closed its doors, so this will be our final episode. Indeed. And but at the same time, you like you're moving into you moved into a new place finally, yeah. and like there's a lot of new beginning kind yeah. of stuff. There's a lot of new new stuff going on. I, I'm rebooting the YouTube channel this weekend also. So it's just like a ton of Are crap. you? Yeah. I saw yeah. you say something on Facebook. You're like, the truth. Anybody follow the truth? And that's your old right, stuff. Right. Yeah, uh, that's what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, so that's what I was talking about. So <laughs> by the time this this podcast is live, the video will be out and stuff. And that's awesome. So I'm, pumped. I'm pumped to be doing that. All right, well, where, where do people find it so they know where to go? Oh, the uh, YouTube.com slash the truth MVP. Nice. It will never change because uh, YouTube, YouTube doesn't let you change uh, URLs. They don't. I don't know why they don't let you change that. I, I'm surprised they don't have some kind of a monetization feature where you can pay like 10 bucks to do that. I know, right? Yeah. Right? Would uh, you change it to Malik Foreplay? Yeah. Yeah. Because I like everything to be like Do you have that universal. squatted? Huh? Do you have that I do squatted? have that squatted. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's empty. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just don't feel like doing all the work again. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? I mean, you already built yeah. one in one place. Why, right. why do it somewhere else, you know? Right. It's, it's also new beginnings for you, though. Yeah, I, I saw I saw on social media because we've been so busy we haven't really talked. But I, I did, <laughs> but I did see that you were uh, you, you guys have already gone into the meetings and stuff for the new show. Yes, yeah, yeah for the YouTube Red series, yeah. it's 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 kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. like. Um, you know, it's, it's like you go into one of these meetings and there's like 30, 40 people in there on video conference and in person. And, you know, they're, YouTube's being really awesome. They're, they're giving us uh, so much creative license. They're being really supportive. They have a lot of resources. So there's a lot of things for us we're really excited about because that just allows us to tell a, like a better story about this crazy world of esports. And right. it's the people that we're putting together, we haven't been able to announce yet, but, um, but I'm excited. It's it's like kind of watching like this little this little this little baby like grow up. Like, you know, it's been a couple of years in the making. Right. So I've been hearing um, all the I remember just hearing you talk about the preliminary stuff. Yeah. So to see you at this point now is it's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And of course you can always catch Malik and I on our daily esports show for Eastream. Oh, yeah. And we just we talk smack there too. So yeah. it's easy to find us in the same the, kind of habitat. The crazy speeding world of uh of esports, which you just got back from IEM. I did. Yeah, yeah I got back from IEM. I did a big virtual reality for, uh, it was called The Unspoken. Insomniac makes yeah. it. And uh, just, it's it's mind blowing. I'm pretty sure that at some point, our eyeballs are going to get so used to virtual reality that they're just going to replace our eyes with <laughs> eye, like smart eyes or oh, something. No. Like, we're, we're going there them, in 50 years, <laughs> mark my word. <laughs> people would have hacked my smart eyes and make me look at stuff I don't yeah, want to see. Exactly. <laughs> they just hack in. <laughs> Oh, that, your that girlfriend's going to be like hacking into your smart eyes. I know, right? You <laughs> what ain't is look- he seeing? What's he looking at? Exactly. She's going to be watching everything I'm watching. Oh, man. Not Christine, so. like a fake girlfriend that I'm talking about. Like, not specific at all. I just oh, mean yeah. like guys in the future would have to like worry about that. Or girls really for that matter. Indeed. But, um... You know, we have a we have one last guest yes. on Status Effect. A final guest. She's here with us today. Uh, she's my friend. She is a journalist. She's a host. She's a writer. She's a cosplayer. 
Meredith Placco. What's going on? Yo, what's up? Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I'm so glad you could make it. Dude, yeah. 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 You caught me in the middle of buying makeup. Perfect. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, do I have to have makeup on? Nope. Okay, cool. Because I just bottle. <laughs> I know, right? Audio podcast is yeah, the best for that. They are the best. Yeah. yeah, dude. No, thanks for, I'm honored to be on your last show. Yeah. It's an honor. That's certainly, certainly not least. Yes. For sure. Yeah. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. And I but get yeah. to see you. That's I the know. bonus. That's exciting. Yeah. So, so what's been going on with you? Like, usually what, what we do with this podcast is we kind of like go back into like where you're from and like what video game console you started at. Oh, wow. Well, um. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. Uh, so currently, I've been like obsessed with Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> three weeks into the game, I know I'm late to it, but I'm really enjoying it because I ran into some streamers at an event uh, who stream Final Fantasy XIV. They're like, yo, you got to try this. I'm like, all right, I love Final Fantasy. So yeah, so um, I'm playing that, which is funny because back when I got my Nintendo, uh, the reasons when I first got my first NES were for Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy. Oh, awesome. So oh, it yeah. kind of all ties together. I've been uh, I've been playing that system since I was five years old. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. And that's and that's from a legacy of parents because my, my dad would play Leisure Suit Larry. I grew up watching <laughs> my mom play King's Quest. You know, we're talking on the big five and a, you know, uh, quarter inch floppies so yeah yeah so it's uh but yeah so i've been playing a lot of video games when i'm not working which is really every all the time <laughs> all the time the hustle is real if, you, if you're like this now with 14 i can only imagine how you'll be next week oh god when 15, when 15 comes, comes out. out i know well the other side is is like i don't really stream me playing video games like i know it's a big thing and i, I have a little bit but like video games are my that's like my downtime. That's my yeah. my yeah. my space that I don't want to have to be on all the time. Because you know when right. you're on. So I found Final Fantasy 14 is great to stream because I can like I don't have to really pay attention to a story. But like yo, when I sit down, I'm gonna play 15. I just it's gonna be me and my Choka Bros going to this adventure, <laughs> and I'm like, sorry guys, you're not gonna watch me play this because this is just my it's it's what I need. It's like my one detox. You know what? Sometimes I think streaming is synonymous with like someone who would like sit on stage in front of like a crowd of people and smoke a J. Yeah. I think like, yeah. it's pretty much the same thing. It's like, hey, I'm escaping. Watch me escape everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to a game like Final Fantasy 15, because it's visceral, you know, that's yeah. something that I said visceral. You did. I know. <laughs> I was kind of impressed too because you said it's so slick. Damn it, Adam Sessler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like possessed by Adam Sester just now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but no, it's, it's it's something that's supposed to be intimate. You yeah. know, when you play a game like that, that's mm-hmm. really narrative driven. So that I I feel like yeah. that's that's yeah. perfectly some, logical. Some yeah. streamers are great at doing that, but I feel I always feel I have to like acknowledge the audience. So it's, I'm right. the same way. Yeah. And um, I, I was actually just talking to we were up at the Facebook headquarters mm-hmm. and they were talking about Facebook live streaming and different kinds of streaming stuff. And, and I mean, one of the biggest things that I've always said is I don't really, I don't know. I feel really, I feel like I need to engage with people mm-hmm. if they're there. If I say like, Hey, I'm doing this. If they show up, I feel the need to like be a host and yeah. like the way you are, if people come to your house. exactly. Um, so you want to be like, Hey, can I get you anything? Yeah. You want some emoji? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, right. you know, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, what do you guys want to talk about today? Oh, I know I'm playing video games, so we should have a conversation. But you guys like a right. Yeah, I got tons oh. of them in my refrigerator. You and me both. I don't, the boyfriend drinks them. I don't. I yeah. I can't stand them. I'll be honest. I'm not on that LaCroix train. That's some hipster stuff yeah. or millennial stuff. <laughs> Malik's like, what? I mean, hey, <laughs> I guess I guess I fit the category. I like no, the my favorite thing though, just for a moment, Meredith, of was course. this week. Malik wrote the most question. millennial question I have ever read in my life. He posted. <laughs> I laughed out loud. I couldn't believe it. I was seriously concerned about it, though. I feel like I'm old. 
And that's what, why I'm okay, asking that question. What did he say? What did he say? He said emoji. He said it was about emojis. It was a question about emojis. And he said, uh, punctuation after emojis, acceptable or the fuck? <laughs> well, and I have this, I actually responded Example. to that yeah. because so, so our mutual friend, Michelle was like, uh, you know, if it's being used as like a word, then, then you use a punctuation afterwards. What I want to know is when is the AP style guide going to release guidelines right. on this? Right. It's this is a very progressive thing to say. Yeah. Cause I was like, I, I, I wondered it cause I was writing emojis back and forth with a friend of mine. And I was like putting exclamation parts and they were like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Oh, like, like, so like you're lit like a fire mm-hmm. and then you're like, yeah, like, yeah, well, like you're super lit. Lit. yeah, like, yeah. Or, or like a smiley face with an exclamation point to just kind of like exclaim how happy I really am. And he's like, no, the emoji's enough. And I'm like, well, no, I feel like I want to like accentuate that emoji a little bit <laughs> with some punctuation. I'm integrating this into my language. Damn it. I'm trying. <laughs> So I felt, uh, okay, I felt a little old, but maybe that is a good millennial question. Well, no, question that's, it was. It, it is was a good a, question. It was a good millennial question. Especially because I, with the new iPhone, um, the new iPhone 7 and the update, like the 10 update software, when they actually prompt you to replace words with emojis, it's like, yes, if I'm going to replace it in a sentence, I'm going to punctuate my sentence. I'm sorry, right. I'm not a heathen. It's, it really yeah. just, it was really just a sign of our times. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> there are a lot of people who are like, nah. Nah, nah, that's not cool. Don't do that. Nah, it's too much. Those are the people who don't use proper punctuation in in regular language. That's why. Maybe that's what it is. You come from like a journalist background too. So for you, you're like, oh, no, that's your life. Okay, let's let's rephrase this. I come from a television news background. So everything (laughs) I'm I'm writing for is still aimed at like the sixth grade audience. Because that's what you write for, for TV news. You actually assume your entire... uh, audience doesn't have above a middle school education and i kid you not like, it seems like it's actually, been like that yeah yeah so uh network was a little bit different when i went to nbc network we got to elevate to at least maybe like 11th grade nice. yeah yeah almost yeah. out of high school almost it's close yeah, close <laughs> i know that's concerning it is and it must be hard um for you wanting to tell a story needing to sort of adjust and change your language um and how you want to tell a story you know i i would say that but i actually think it's helped me since i've gone in the more like non-traditional route now in the last two years because i've been able to really break down uh like either be it tech or science writing like very complex ideas for a very like everyday colloquial audience and i've that's actually something i I work very hard on and pride myself on people have, have mentioned is that you make stuff relatable and that's everything I try to do from like be it video game journalism to, you know, the latest space exploration to, you know, what's going in Washington is, is that I want to be able to break things down that people, you know, can understand. And it's, it is very tough sometimes, but um, I actually think having those limitations in the past have made it me able to write for a more uh, like open audience now, because, you know, like you guys talk about esports. you know, it's you can't every day it's changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every day there's something new and it's like, how do you break this down for all the people now on TBS who normally watch like, you know, football or basketball, like how are they going to understand esports? And so finding a way to, you know, kind of break that down in even by the numbers, it's, uh, it's really good. It reaches a wider audience. It's true though. There is this, like you, you do need to bridge stuff. Like yeah. you have to be able to, um, as, as like a good host or, you know, to be on television or whatnot, you have to be able to say, all right, well, here's like the super hardcore audience that needs to be satisfied because those are the people that, that, that want this the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. esports is a great example of it because right. they're trying to like put it on television and, and they are, they're doing it successfully, especially with e-league um, overwatch open recently heroes of the uh, heroes of the dorm. They've done a good job at it. Um, but 
you know, you do have to be able to bridge it over to the mainstream. And I think sometimes there's sort of a lack only because I think it's a lack of experience mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of new. There's a lot of like lulls in a broadcast where they could take that to and use that as an educational period or something for an audience that is unaware of of maybe like little things and not and, yeah. and for the most part yeah. they do a good job mm-hmm. but like some of the downtime with the casters and stuff gets yeah. a little bit like weedy right um they need to get better be. about advancing the conversation but still making it to where everybody can understand yeah because sure. then sometimes their conversations just go to places where you're like oh no yeah. like, this, <laughs> like, this is something that people are talking about like in the deep depths of reddit right now yeah yeah i don't think the mainstream audience we really understand what you guys are talking about, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Because yeah. like, there's the people who love their fantasy football league, and then there's those of us that just like to sit around the TV on Thanksgiving and watch someone kick a ball, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, that is true. Yeah. I mean, there's different yeah. levels of enjoyment mm-hmm. with it, but making sure that an audience is sort of bridged, yeah. so that way, exactly, everyone's kind of enjoying it. There is something um, satisfying about that, yeah. you know. So you, um, what are you currently focusing on right now? So. Um, I can't really talk about that a little bit. Uh, I will say uh, I'm joining you in the um, in the uh, television show production world. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool things. Uh, I actually uh, over the I was working for Geek.com for the last year and a half, doing a lot of their science and tech writing. Um, the, and the summer was really busy between uh, doing video content for them, writing for them, and then also I, I do a lot of travel of hosting at conventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seemed like I, I, I burnt myself out, like straight up, I burnt myself out. So I'm like, I am taking a month off. And then I was like, I'm not satisfied writing just in the digital content. It just wasn't, I, you know, I come from this politics background, this me, and like I'm trying to, I was trying to resolve what do I want to do. And then my boyfriend was like, hey, you moved out here to work on the show. Why don't you actually put, you know, thought to paper, write the treatment and start shopping it around? So I uh, good job, Greg. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. So I, I actually decided I I'd saved up quite a bit of money. So I just took two months off my life um, and I, I worked on a treatment. I, you know, worked with some really great people on putting it together, uh, did the whole process of shopping it around and it got picked up for a pilot. And That's filming in January. Awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. I can, and I can say it's a travel show. So, yes. Yeah. So this is awesome. I'm pretty, pretty excited because if, if there's one thing I love more than like video games or comic books or politics, it's food and it's going places. Yeah. And I want to be able to share nice. that, um, <laughs> especially with like, you know, our, our audience, like the geeky younger audience, you know, the YouTube audience and mm-hmm. stuff, because I really feel like there's so much opportunity out there of, you know, Anthony Bourdain, my, my, oh, I love you. You can't see me bowing, but you know, I love, <laughs> I love Bourdain and everything he does, but it, you know, there's a younger generation doesn't really touch. And so being able to like, you know, oh, here's the, um, sequential art museum, which is basically the museum of comic books down in San Diego, or, you know, let's do, um, a walking tour of, you know, Batman's, uh, New York or something like that. That'd like, be yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, let's go eat somewhere really, really cool and iconic. I love it. That's a great idea. I do like it. So, you know, I know you've been busy with all this Mm -hmm. stuff and I mean, all this sounds amazing. Yeah. What have you been playing in the meantime? Well, in the midst of this, because you're going to connect whatever game you've been playing with this success of, of yours. Course. Well, okay. So, so final fantasy 14 has been the the latest, but prior to that, um, I got it, it had re- been released forever ago, but then they did the re-release was, um, Oh God, Ori and the, uh, blind forest and the blind forest. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful game. Holy crap. That was such like, cause so I really liked, um, Odin sphere and that side scrolly thing and, and, or in the blind forest kind of reminded me in terms of like the design, but just the heart behind that. Holy yeah. crap. Uh, and then a lot of this year was Fallout 4, 
Uh, still, like, yeah. Like, You're still uh, going at it. Hey. I'm still. Uh, come on, all I I live for building my settlements. Right. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Titanfall two just came out, so the boy and I've been playing that. The I love the single player, the story mode on. I know, that. Yeah. I know. It's so good. It's getting seriously slept right? on right now too. I don't. I'm like like okay. The the multiplayer aspect, great, whatever you know. And I love that between like six and seven, you basically have double XP, like happy hour, like yeah. that's cool. It's a good you know incentive yeah. to play. But the story element has been so freaking fantastic, and um you know the guys over there. Uh, Muhammad Alavi and the whole team has done a beautiful job on that game. And I, I'm yeah. in love. I love it. I love yeah. Giant Max. I love, you know, so that's been my thing. And then a lot of it's just getting ready for what comes out next. Right. Yeah. You know, I feel like we had kind of a lull, like there's some good stuff, but not, not my stuff. So we got last guardian coming up, which I'm stoked yeah. for. Oh yeah. As we said, final fantasy 15. And then next year, my baby, my favorite video game series of all time is gain. It's fourth. Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, I thought you were going to say Zelda. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care what I'm shooting at that time. I'm taking a week (laughs) off of my life so I can dedicate it. And yes, I did pre-order the collector's edition with the remote control nomad because (laughs) I hope it's as infuriating as the Mako. (laughs) Rightfully so. Yo, you should check out Watch Dogs 2 too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's another good story-driven game. All right, cool. If you're into that whole hacker culture thing. Uh, very much I think so. It looks yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah. 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 I've been um also been thinking about picking up Dishonor too, because I've heard a lot of good things. Oh yeah. Well, That's another good one that. too. Yeah. We, we played that at um PAX. PAX. Yeah. 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 I'm not big into the into the blocking kind yeah, of games I, like that. For I like, me, yeah. I not... like to just kill. I just like to main, like main and kill people. All offensive. Yeah. I can take evasion, but not parrying and blocking yeah. also, type of situation. I'll be honest. I hate I hate steampunk, so the aesthetic doesn't appeal to me. Oh, uh, gotcha. You yeah. used to kind of like steampunk. Yeah, and then it got good. overdone. Yeah. Like I got oversaturated. Yeah. And then I was like, I actually hate this. Because didn't you cosplay as... A, as I did a steampunk slave Leia in a group. That's what she did. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I was part of an airship crew and everything. Like young (laughs) Meredith was like deep into her her steampunkness. And then I I was like, I'm like, I don't know. It's just it 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 lost its interest for me. Yeah. Well, you cosplay a lot, and um, some of your cosplays are pretty uh, phenomenal. Uh, So it's it's interesting to me because you do so many different kinds of things. Yeah. Um so when did you start cosplaying God. exactly? Because your 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 yeah. costumes, like they're beautiful. Thank they you. really are. I I was eighteen. Um. So you know, just last year. No. Uh. I, in nineteen ninety nine was uh, my very first time I started cosplaying. I went to Anime Weekend Atlanta. It was my first con. I was like wow. just in college, and uh, I didn't actually make my costumes for that. I I purchased some uh from some designers. Even back then, they had people who'd make custom cosplays. But then. Uh, in 2000 at MegaCon, I debuted my first costume, and it was Dagger from Final Fantasy IX. And that was really, really exciting. Nice. Yeah, and it was like, this is before you really had access to spandex. That so would have been like the first jumpsuit. video game character that you cosplayed. No, I, I mean, technically, I was Princess Zelda when I was like seven, oh, and my mom made it for me. Oh. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> um, the one you made. Yeah, first one I made, and it was a video game character. And um, and that's kind of like, I, 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 I tend to veer towards video games and comic books. And uh and then um, I was working in radio at the time. Uh, had a radio show called Radio Sci-Fi, and uh, we we make appearances and you know do like appearances at conventions. And they thought it was really cool that I cosplayed. So would draw you know attention to the the radio show and everything. So that was cool. And did a lot of did um, Pain from Final Fantasy twelve two. I did Lulu. Uh, I did some anime stuff. You know. But then in two thousand four, when uh, XM and Sirius really on the rise. Uh, 
Cox Communications was changing up formats. We got a new program director and I, the show, I, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. So I chose to leave the show to go back to school and I actually went to school for fashion design and marketing. Wow. Yeah. So I actually like learned how to, and I don't do anything with the degree other than I say, I make really baller costumes. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, you know, I, I kind of did, um, did that was doing traveling as a cosplay guest for a couple of years, my mid twenties. Uh, and then, and then when I got my job with um, NBC Network, I kind of pulled back a little bit because then I was like, you know, I got to focus on my career and everything. You know, I was like 29, still did a lot of stuff because Atlanta, I was living in Hub. You have Dragon Con, you have AWA, MomoCon, you know, hubs of, of costuming and, and engineering uh, feats. But then once I moved out here two years ago, I haven't really cosplayed since because I haven't had time, you know, and I miss yeah. it. I miss it so much. Like I, I just made so stupid, but uh, I'm really into Hamilton. I'm so into Hamilton. <laughs> That's not stupid. It's awesome. I know, yeah, I but know. Uh, I did. Uh, I have a little group of Hamel bunnies that I designed. That's great. So it's like you know we've got like the the bunny soup. I made little cool jackets for all of us. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I'm doing some. I'm doing some more stuff. I hope bit. I can see that play one day. I know. It, right. it's come, I got. I I bought. Because it's the season pass for the um, Los Angeles, uh, the uh, theater here. I actually got the season pass to guarantee that I get tickets to Hamilton. Oh, dang. That's yeah. a good way. And then I got to go see it. like Hedwig yeah. and some other stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so that's my cosplay history. Think about that. Yeah, and how much I love Hamilton and how you can speak tickets because otherwise <laughs> so, they're like 1200 I know, right? Do you, um, what, are there any video game characters that you want to cosplay? Um, let's see. I mean, Miranda Lawson was one of my one of my hard ones. And then when we got into the area where we could start printing spandex, uh, yeah. I was able to do that. So I, I mean, was going to say kinda, she wears a lot of tights though. Yeah. So, and I, and I specialize in spandex uh, in terms of like what I really, really want to do from video games. Like I'm still wanting to do something from blizzard. Like I yeah. really, really would lo- either love to do my, um, my witch hunter from Diablo three nice. or I'm, I'm really digging some of the new uh, armor sets from Legion and I, nice. I don't work with Warbla, and that's one of like the um, it's fun. thermoplastics, yeah. yeah, that people do a lot of their armor out of. So I'm, I'm thinking about like taking my time for next year's BlizzCon, like spend a year and really, really work on something. Nice. Uh, Sombra is also pretty freaking odd. Like, yeah, ugh, right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a hacker, so of course. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like her, her style is like perfect. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the purple. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're you know, in the hell, there might even still be a Windrunner sister in my future. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. gosh, we've all, yeah, we should. Yeah. I know. I need to finish that costume though. That my Illyria yeah. Windrunner costume never really got completely finished due to like a time constraint. Yeah. So I never, I kind of debuted it a little bit. I did a thing with Nerdist, but I didn't, I didn't really like push pictures out because the bow wasn't finished and I really yeah. wanted to, and the color was a little bit off. But so I wanted it to be right mm-hmm. before I did it fully but i would i would do that with yeah, you that'd be awesome i think that'd be fun yeah i think it'd be really fun we need to get i think right oh rachel day makes a really good sylvanas oh yeah she, she does. does yeah she yeah does that. i've and seen I, I saw her walking around at comic-con i was like what the i know who that? She great oh that's sylvanas. rachel what's She's up so sweet too man i love yeah. that girl yeah so yeah. so we heard about the game that you're playing now looking yeah. forward to we heard about what you started with but what game do you feel was the most impactful to you was it final fantasy 7 because everyone says no, that. actually, was it nine? Because you play, you no. Um, so I mean, you know, honestly, of the Final Fantasy games, my favorite is is six. Nice. Um, yeah, but but I would say impactful. God, you know, um, <laughs> that damn Indiana Jones game. No, that I never finished <laughs> from from my computer. I mean, I would definitely say actually the the Legend of Zelda series is more more what like 
really tuned me in. Like, I mean, I love yeah. the Final Fantasy games, but there's just something about like Zelda, you know, even from the cartoon and the the comic, the dumb Japanese comics. Um, <laughs> that is one game series that I've consistently played and I can define so much of like my gaming youth of like, I bought an NES so I could play Zelda. I bought yes. a GameCube so I could play Zelda. I right. bought a Game Boy and, a, you know, all the variations. So You'll I buy a Switch Zelda so games. you can play Zelda. Yeah. And I mean, it was like, like I would not have gotten into gaming if it yeah. wasn't for Zelda. Um, Is there and, a specific one that resonates a little more than the others? Or? So, so I would, I would have to say, um, Link to the Past is like my all time favorite nice. still. And I loved Link Me Between too. Worlds, but there was just something about like, you know, Link to the Past, when that came out on the Super NES, I was just like... That was a great game. It was so great. And, and I still... The thing is, is I still go back and play it on, like, mods. Like, right. I don't I don't stop playing that game. Like, there's a lot of games that I'm like, ah, I played it once, whatever, but I will still play A Link to the Past. And, right. you know, I don't know. Just something about it. And I love Zelda. I still want... You know, okay. Yo, here's, here's, some, here's something, like, real deep. Back when there were laser discs, there was a Zelda... Like, as you played as Zelda laser disc game and i made my mom buy me a laser disc player just so i could play this game <laughs> and the game was like 80 dollars because it's on a laser disc and laser players were like 500 and you played like, a zelda that. yep and you played a zelda awesome yeah, yeah. so and was it zelda zelda or chic zelda it was zelda zelda this was before chic's time. okay i was gonna say yeah. all right just making yeah, sure this, we're talking like 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 89 to 90 yes. chic what yeah yes. but like and that's all i want though is like i want a game where you can just straight up be zelda all the time because well with virtual reality I, coming out at yeah. some point i'm sure that's gonna happen right? yeah um yeah. also you know the tales games like i'm a big jrpg fan so the tales series like had really great storytelling like i, I would definitely say like a lot of like story driven games okay. uh probably so like propelled me into my career too right yeah narrative the, yeah i like the tales games too i'm a uh, zillia was amazing oh, to me yeah yeah, yeah. So good, and you know, I've never yeah. cosplayed Zelda. That's actually, you know, what that's my ultimate one. There you go. I need to cosplay. Like, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm waiting. I'm waiting on, um, on the new one to see what she looks. What like. she looks oh, like. I yeah. know. I know. I'm curious. Yeah. What do you think? Do you have any um, predictions? I, I hear she's wearing. I, I think I hear she's wearing blue, which is going to be interesting. Mm. Like everyone's right. in blue, so it'll be a change of pace, which is good because I don't, I don't like pink that much. So. I know. Yeah. Okay. Do you think you don't like pink just because it's associated with all the lame stuff or is it like just because you don't really like the color? I just don't like the, I like hot pink, but I don't like, I like, and specifically Zelda's pink. Okay. No, it reminds me too much. My stepmother was obsessed with like mauve and pink. And like, I remember like <laughs> yeah. the Christmas tree was always just the Christmas tree with all this mauve and pink. And I think that I was such like a, like a, like a nineties working yeah. woman thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like she, she could have just picked the tree up directly from Macy's, but I think that's specifically why I don't like pink. Cause it's associated with, with her. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I like yeah. pink. I wish she released another album. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, it, I know. But, but okay, so for me, I have Majora's Mask, mm -hmm. Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time. What would be your top three, like the order? Okay, Link um, to the Past is at the top out of my yeah, so. yeah. No, Link to the Past. Um, then I would go o Ocarina of Time, and then um, Ocarina, Ocarina. Oh, yeah. No, I say Ocarina. I say I'm Ocarina. From, I'm from the South. <laughs> um, actually, you know, you know, it doesn't get a lot of a lot of love but um i'm a big fan of four swords oh really yeah, yeah. Huh. four swords was good yeah, yeah. you know yeah it was a, I, I felt it was like, fun i like the little multiplayer aspect yeah, yeah that was, no that was it was really it was different for what it was and I, you know i think like i like that i don't know but yeah link of the past man that's a that's a shit majora's mask was fantastic yeah it was it really was um just yeah just because it's so dark i love i love that and i can't remember what was the one that just came out with um on the 
the big one that everyone was playing, and I played it, and I, it just was so unrem- unrememberable. The, See? Were you talking about Wind Waker? Yeah, Wind Waker. Thank oh. you. Yeah, it was just so unremarkable. Yeah, a lot of people really love that game. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't connect with yeah. it either. I don't know if it was the art style or, or what exactly, but yeah. there was something that didn't quite I know. connect with me either. Yeah. But there's a big part of that with gaming that you feel like you kind of need to connect to that, especially if... Zelda is one of those or the Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. series has been one of those ones where the identity of Zelda or the perception of Zelda has changed so many times that sometimes you you connect with it each game a little bit differently yeah yeah and that's why like I, the, the joke is like every other one is mm-hmm. better like you know you either like the odd or the evens mm-hmm. so so this next one is gonna be bomb yes yeah, next one's gonna be amazing yeah exactly right I'm, I mean I got to I got to play a little bit of it um at E3, so, you know. I know. That was a good so, demo. It was. It was such a good demo. I liked sliding around on my shield. I know. like that it's I, Okay, that's the thing that I love about the open world aspect. It yeah. is, like, truly open world. And you can do anything. You can set trees on fire. You can do... I mean, I'm in love with that. Like, I'm, I'm such a sucker for open world games. Like, that's why I think I still play Fallout. Um, well, I mean, I finished all the storylines, but I loved, like, just... <laughs> I could go whatever way on Fallout yeah. 4 I wanted. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm curious what I'm going to do with that. Cause I don't yeah. usually love open worlds. Oh, I like nice. to have an open world, but something with rails and structure in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like, uh, Skyrim is a great example of a game that I started to play and I was like, I don't get it. I mean, I guess. Yeah. And it's everything that I like. It has so many of the elements of, of the time period mm-hmm. and the story type, like all of it, it makes sense to me. Uh, but yeah, didn't didn't grab me. Yeah, um, I wasn't, same thing I wasn't with Minecraft. I would play it, and as as if I had um, once we got a server with a friend, mm-hmm. then it was fun because I felt like we were all doing something together. But yeah. just kind of going in there for no reason, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I never. I never got into Skyrim, which I love fantasy stuff. So it's, it's yeah, I just couldn't. Um, I never played Minecraft. I couldn't get into Sims, even though I know that's not really a game, but still, mm-hmm. like so, some, sometimes if it's too expansive, like you need, you do, I do need guideposts. And that's like, yeah. you know, one of the things, um, you know, when we talk about virtual reality gaming is that, um, how, how do you keep that narrative driven and people going the way they want? Because in virtuality, technically, you could have truly open world. And so that's yeah. something uh, I'm really, I've, I've actually spent a lot of time writing about narrative, like how you can improve narratives in virtual reality gaming. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where are you writing about this well, that stuff? That was all on geek.com. Okay. So, yeah, but I, I, I attended, uh, like, I always go to, like, VRLA and the smaller conferences. Yeah, and, VRLA is yeah. always so much fun. Yeah and, yeah, and even, like, the little ones that they'll have, like, out on, on the west side, and you just right. go, and it's, like, you know, 10 devs right there. And so I, I try to, and I, that's something I want to continue doing because I love, I love, I really believe that virtual reality is, not. it's not going to take over gaming, but I think it's, like, the next you know, it's just another peripheral that right. we have, you know, and I think yeah. it's awesome. And I think there's so much potential there uh, and I'm a huge proponent of it. And I, I really want to be able to find a way to continue doing something with VR. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to take over no. gaming, but I do think it's going to take over people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for sure. And she's like, I mean, just what, what, um, I mean, between the Oculus and uh, Valve's Oh, HTC, yeah. yeah, that's so. I mean, I was just up at Oculus over the weekend. Um, you know, they flew me out, invited mm-hmm. me up to try out this game, The Unspoken, where you like wizards and stuff. We were kind of talking about it a little earlier, but it was so cool. Like the whole time, I mean, you're conjuring spells, and like the way you 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 have to go like. I don't know actually how much I'm allowed to talk about it. So now <laughs> I'm like thinking, rethinking oh. what I'm saying. But like, all I know is this: it is so cool. You really do feel you really do feel like you're the one 
casting fireballs or whatever. Like you're doing it. It's that so excites cool. Me so much because it's like, all right, you know, I've, I've played around in like the lab before, you know, um, Valve's little, and, and it's cool. Like I love the archery thing. I love that. I've played a couple of VR games, but like you need something that's going to really immerse you. You know, and yeah. I even checked out like the Resident Evil VR demo and the Batman one. Right. And they're like, they're, you, you don't really get to do much, yeah. but just sit there and watch. Exactly. And like a yeah. cinematic yeah. experience. Exactly. But yeah. this is like, this is what mm-hmm. we need. This is what's going to propel things forward for the gaming industry because already VR is doing so much in terms of like the medical um, and, and technological and even like government uh, medical. Industry. Yeah. 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 Um, actually, I, I got to do an interview and a, a piece earlier this year on a um, doctor in England who was doing a uh, liver surgery that normally had an 8% success rate. They were able to do like a full, like, um, you know, three, like 3d, like, picture of the yeah. person's liver and everything he practiced it for like two weeks in the vr world and it because of his findings everything the, um, the operation was successful but now just with any doctor that goes in and does this on the vr to learn it's went from an eight percent to an 86 percent success Whoa. rate in the surgery yeah Dang. i know it's i mean it's just it's i again i'm like i can't stop praising the the potentials for virtual reality yeah, I mean, I, I may have mentioned this before, but there's there's one that was kind of going around uh, for a while saying that uh, they were using on quadriplegics and paraplegics. Oh, and yeah. as they put it I on, they that. were able to like twitch their legs and stuff a yeah. bit, like where it was waking up the neural connectors. Like there's some amazing stuff going on. It's, I will yeah. say, though, that it does affect your eyes a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kids like under 13 should not use it at all because your eyes develop until about like, eight to 13 or so. So they're pretty strict about don't do it. And I think parents are going to be really tempted uh, for the holiday season. Cause it's cool. They want to get it for themselves or whatnot, but like you can't let your kids do it. I no. mean, you just can't. Otherwise kids are going to have to have, eyeball like yeah. new eyeballs at and, some point like and i don't think anybody wants to do that <laughs> yeah well then they can get their vr eyeballs yeah they get yeah, their no. smart eyes the smart eyes you know, uh, happening. I, I can't caution enough do not get those low-end cheap hundred dollar 150 dollar like chinese knockoff vr headsets yeah don't are, do that like you are only going to cause yourself might as like, well get a virtual right. boy yeah like don't do that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> just go ahead kill your eyes yeah that, yeah. that is i mean people are, already, burning. people are already having issues with the oculus you know and that's mm-hmm. and that's tech that's tech that's been QA yeah. to hell. So yep. just imagine what these Chinese companies are making. They yeah. don't care. Or what's the ones that they're like, my friend was like, yeah, I've done VR. Like, really? She's like, yeah, it was one of those cardboard things. You put your phone in. I'm like, that's not, no, don't no. do that. You're like literally burning your retina. Yeah. I, was like, I don't know. There's, there's so many concerns about it, but at the same time, Oh, it is so fun. It really is. It's like a drug. Uh, it's yeah. not good for you. It yeah. was like a drug. It actually had the same kind of like feeling that same kind of like high when you got out, um, later that night when I was at my hotel, I was writing and I kept looking down at my hands and thinking like, are, are those my hands? Or are those my hands? Or are those VR hands? Yeah. Like, are those the real hands? Or are those not the real right. hands? Like yeah. it's this it phantom, phantom hand thing. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. The other thing too, is that like, I have a significant injury mm-hmm. and for me, um, I, I got so into it cause I'm like, oh, I'm casting spells and here's a fireball motherfucker. And I was like all excited. Right. Like that's not, I don't think I said those words, <laughs> but I could have, I could have definitely that. said those words, <laughs> but afterwards, like my back went into a full spasm cause oh, I was doing it for like four God. hours, but you don't realize yeah. that you've done so much mm-hmm. you, because you're, you're endorphin, your, your adrenaline's up, like everything. So you don't yeah. realize that you're pushing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just downright scary to detach from whatever world you're in. I remember my first time with the HTC Vive, Mm -hmm. I put the headset on, I'm walking around, I'm fighting these robots with uh, swords, 
or katanas and shooting them with pistols. And I'm like fully into it. I'm getting a workout. And I remember when it was over, just taking the headset off and like the little small moment in between taking the headset off and coming back into this world. Yeah. I forgot where I was. Mm-hmm. I forgot where I was standing. Yeah. And I was like, what? The, uh, oh my gosh. That, <laughs> I literally, det- I really detached just now. Yeah. And you know, after, after, ever since then I've been kind of like, yeah, I can, I, I have to take that in moderation. I don't know if I could take like leaving this world like that I know, right? too much, you know, telling you all smart eyes. Smart eyes. <laughs> eyes. All right. We're toward the end of the podcast and we do this. Uh, we do a slow fire and this are our, our infinite slow, slow fire. fire. So, uh, yeah. So, slow all right. Fire. All right. You, uh, so here's five questions. Okay. Everybody answers them. Whatever. All right. So you, uh, you've got your greatest enemy in the world and you have to damn them to eternity to only play one game for the rest of their lives. Uh, missed. <gasps> really? Oh, I yeah. missed though. Missed is such a good That's game. That's like my, my game where it's like, what game like changed you? I know. It's like, missed. I'm not, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying they'll never get out of that's it. True. <laughs> that's that that's, true. That's, that's, there's no ending. <laughs> there will never be the satisfaction. That is true. <laughs> and, really and it's funny. like, it's the thing about missed. I remember when I played that for long periods of time, mm-hmm. though I loved it. Yeah. I always wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm just like wandering around like, can I just like drink this water or yeah. can I like just like punch this wall or something? Like I wanted to yeah. do more. It always gives you that like. Think true. about it now. Like if you're used to playing games now and you have to go back and play Mist, which was phenomenal at its time. Yeah. But you can't, you're so limited and then there's no real end. Like you're just. It's true. Yeah. That so is true. That's fair. Insane. That's fair. Yeah. There's, there's, they're stuck there forever. Yep. All right. All right. So uh, you can invite three gaming characters over to dinner. Who would they be? Oh man, um, let's see here. I would totally have. Uh, c- does it count if it's Commander Shepard? Even though, yeah, kinda, yeah, I but totally. Is it Fem Shep? Oh, it's Fem Shep. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Hale, okay. Fem Shep, all the way. Uh, she comes over. Um, she's gonna hang out with. Um, oh God, this is tough. This is this is a good one. <laughs> um, I want her to come hang out with. Uh, I'm going through who's going to be a good oh uh nathan drake how could i forget oh, yeah uh, God, he gets yeah. invited a lot man. yeah yeah he does well i mean if he's, I, he's been our number one dinner yeah. guest he's, he's donut drake by now like, listen if i can't if i can't marry him i want to be him so it's just you know uh yeah so nathan drake um commander shepherd and then i'd love them to get up into some shenanigans with wario Okay, <laughs> we just throw in Wario. Wario, that's the that's the person a lot of people don't like. Yeah. I know, but I you, she listen, wants to see what they'll do. My dinner parties are always interesting. Oh, okay. I always I and I kid you not. Whenever I have a dinner party, I always invite someone who I know is going to be contentious oh. and liven things up. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. Cool. <laughs> be looking at those lists and like, no. okay. <laughs> All right. So your go-to insult in gaming, like smack talk, flame war. What do you say on online games? Can I say this online? Yeah, you can. Um, uh, <laughs> suck my mother's tit, you fucking fuck. <laughs> there you go. It's like a it's like a stream too. It it's is. not just like one word. It's like suck my mother's tit, you fucking. Cunt. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. that, or I'll just be like poops, and then the cat, and that's where I get my gamer name from. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm poops the cat. That's poops the awesome. cat. Yeah. Oh, poops. Okay. But then that's a, that, that sounds like self-indulgent because you're just running around screaming your name like poops. That's what kind of up? awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> is. At that point, people are like, fuck you. Just yeah. poops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm poops. It's like the very, very nasty version of Hordor. Yep. Uh, all right. So here we go. You are a adult film star. 
and you're laying in bed. The cameras are fixed on you. The lights fixed on you. And you're waiting for your co-star to walk through the door. What video game character do you not want that oh, to be? Like, well, Nathan Drake. <laughs> we say not. Yeah. I mean, the, the life She's in one's like, face yeah. gets drained yeah. when we say oh, not. Oh, jeez. Uh, his brother from the fourth game. Sam. Sam. I don't want Sam no. to walk in because Sam's the fucking worst. <laughs> he's the worst. Yes. I hate Sam so much. Yeah. Sam yeah. is a He's a he's a fuck boy, he's a man. Fucker, yeah, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. not to spoil anything for anybody, yeah. but he's a fuck boy. Fuck that dude. No, I haven't him. finished the end yet, oh. so. <laughs> but yeah. he seems like a real dick. Yeah. He is. Um. All right, so we're gonna end on our last question here. Which Tetris piece is the sexiest? Oh man. Um. L. L. L, L is totally the nice. sexiest. Yeah. Because yeah. think like like think about like you can bend L over. <laughs> It, you know, L L has a lot of positions. Yep. Yeah. I like how L can be bent over. Yeah. Okay. Usually it's seen so phallically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I but mean, I'm I'm thinking like the like a lady. Like that's the body. Yeah, the body and, and the here legs. Is the oh, body. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people it even kind of goes up yeah. like that. Here's the body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Perspective, you, you guys. Actually, Perspective. Like, fit, mm-hmm. You can fit them to where like one of the L's got the ass up, and then one of the L's yeah. is like laying down. And it's, yeah, and, and what's great about L <laughs> is that like it could be it could be guy on guy, girl on girl, girl on guy. Like L L goes L goes both ways, right. man. There we go. It's a legit yeah. sixty nine with the L. Yeah, legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, all right, Meredith. Thanks so much for joining us on uh, episode infinite of Status Effect. <laughs> where can everybody you. find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at M P L A C K O and Placo. Uh, same as Instagram and uh, it, you can find me lurking on the video games under the Mare Cat or Poops the Cat depending if they allow me to say Poops the Cat on my gamer time. Poops! 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 Poops. Um, and also uh, Malik and I would like to thank our producer Sean Merrick who's sitting across from Woo! us. Thank you Sean for everything on Status Effect and everybody and who Maria has worked too. here. Maria, everybody, everybody at the everybody. Improv who has helped us inside Show Network over uh, the last year. It's actually been a year since we started to yeah. do these. Uh, our first episode with Pamela Horton and Amelia Talent. Right, so right. we did one year of Status Effects, yeah, 37 and, and, episodes. And everyone listening, of course. We can't forget you guys who have been so supportive of us on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I mean, this isn't the last you're hearing of us. Of course, you can see us every day on Bleacher Report yep. and, uh, and beyond. Yes, we right. do a lot of stuff. So you can follow us um, at our Twitter handles, at Michelle Morrow. Yeah, and uh, at Malik Foreplay. All right, guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, until next time, we'll see you guys on the interwebs. Peace. Later.